Welcome to the Primal Canadians podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with primal wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians. Hello and welcome to Primal Canadians. This is our podcast here with Thomas and Lucas from Calgary, Alberta. I'm so excited to be here with you. My name is Lucas Steves. And I am Thomas Kleinsasser. Welcome to episode one of the Primal Canadians. The Primal Canadians is all about sharing our life experiences and helping optimize and living the best and the healthiest life that's possible. A lot of people in the modern age get really caught up in all the information that's out there. It's good to take it back to the basics and really get primal about wellness. Yep, that's exactly it. There's just too much, too many things uh, misleading us or misguiding us or taking our attention and stealing our health eventually is, is what's going on at some level. So we want to cut around all that kind of stuff and bring you the, the raw, bring you the truth. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's all about. There's so much misleading information, so much confusing stuff. We want to cut through all of that for you, get it down to the very basics and give you actionable tips that you can use to start improving your life today. So what is the smallest thing that you can do that's going to make the biggest impact? Because somebody that's looking for a change, most, most of us don't really have time to make 180 degree or 360 degree turnaround and keep that sustainable. We're looking to make small improvements to make the biggest impact. Tony Robbins talks about two millimeter shifts that give you the 200 yard differences. It's those tiny little shifts that make the biggest difference in our lives. It's easy to think we should change everything all at once to get the best results, but the truth is that's just not sustainable in the long term. Our biggest goal that we do among each other and that we found very helpful and completely sustainable is improving by 1% every day, just making that small little improvement. And on days when you don't feel like you're improving, don't compare yourself to where you want to be. Compare yourself to where you were six months ago and see how far you've come. I have that problem constantly where I look back at where I was a couple days ago and I'm disappointed I haven't gone farther. But when I look back six months, it's incredible the changes I've made. And then I go back six months from that and it's even more incredible. It really is the culmination of those little 1% improvements that gets us the farthest in life. Yep, that's right. And that's what it's all about, having that long-term goal or knowing what you're working towards. And then from there, it's just consuming yourself with the right types of information, the right types of people. And that's what's going to keep making those sustainable changes and keeping you closer and closer towards your big goal. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So Thomas, tell me, what does primal wellness mean to you? Primal wellness means to me to be able to do what we've done for thousands of years as human beings. Uh, a lot of the, the new ideas, the new trends and the new fads, they're just around like all these modern technologies, these modern ideas and these modern um, even like scientific, uh, you know, experiences that are it's all based on this kind of stuff. But when I look at something from a primal aspect, it's like, what, what have we done? What have we done for thousands of years? What have humans been doing for IOMs? 
And when we go back to those kinds of things, like eating plants and animals, avoiding poisonous things, when we go back to those primal basic things, our bodies just respond favorably. You're absolutely right. Uh, a lot of the modern tips to wellness and these biohacking and sort of things are based on very modern ideas, very scientific principles. But a lot of it doesn't take into account the way humans evolved. And the fact of the matter is humans existed for tens of thousands of years without scientific intervention. And we did quite well. Maybe we didn't live quite as long as we did, but we were a heck of a lot healthier back then than most people are today. I think the whole idea of primal wellness and getting back to that natural way of being so that we can live at our maximum capacity and then we're able to leverage the good information that does come out of some modern information and find the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like how how do we able how are we supposed to know like what is good, what is bad? How do we know if something's going to work for us or isn't? Well, that's a good viewpoint to look at it from is through the primal, primal lens, like what, uh, what's something that we used to do, would we have had, um, you know, I know a long time ago, sure, we didn't have radios and mics and cell phones and technology and all the kind of stuff that we have today, but still our bodies still work in the exactly the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And Technology is a great tool. It empowers us to do all kinds of great things when it's used properly and in conjunction with the way our bodies want to function. But the problem we have today is that we're so inundated with all this technology. We're so surrounded by so much artificial input, for lack of a better term, that our bodies aren't able to function at their maximum capacity. And then even though we have access to all these amazing tools, we're not able to leverage them to their full potential. Right. Yeah, there, that's, that's a good point. And, and not using the tools right. And also sometimes, you know, it, it may be a good tool, but then we use too much of it. We don't, we don't know. We, don't, we, we forget our intuition and don't really go with what, with what our heart really desires, with what's really true for us. And we start following the trends or getting so caught up in the trends that uh, our primal way of living is, when it extinguishes, then our, our well-being suffers. Yeah, it's true. You know, I like to think of a story I heard one time about elephants. When elephants were first taken out of the wild and brought into zoos, uh, it was primarily for the purpose of studying them. And initially it was thought that the typical lifespan of an African elephant was roughly seven to 10 years because that's how long they would survive in the zoo. Now the thing is, after a long while and some study, they realized that elephants in the wild actually lived 50 to 70 years. And a lot of studying was done, and the people who owned these elephants wanted to protect their investment. So they started looking at what's different between the elephant in captivity and the elephants in the wild. And the elephants in captivity were being fed a diet that scientifically should sustain them. And it did for seven to ten years, and then they would die. But when an elephant in the wild gets to eat two to three hundred pounds of bark and leaves and drink 70 to 80 gallons of water every single day and eat the way an elephant evolved to eat, their lifespan is improved dramatically. And I think humans are no different. We eat this diet now that maybe scientifically 
will give us chemical energy to keep going and stuff like that. But in the long term, it's not the natural way we evolved to live. And I think it's shortening our lifespans significantly. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. And those elephants, that's a that's a pretty major difference. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of differences, you know, we talk about the physical stuff, like uh, like the food and the chemicals and this kind of stuff. But then as humans, you know, we're, we're spiritual as as are most animals to some degree, but humans were very spiritual. So there's these metaphysical things that uh, that really keep us alive, that really keep us going, like like our big goals that keep us us motivated, for example. And and it's really those metaphysical things that uh, you know it, it's the emotional it's the emotional part of us that that is able to or that really makes a food good or bad. So uh, an example of this is somebody that's like. 60 or 70 years old that has to stay enough of a diet and diet coke and pizza uh, diet for you know for x amount of years and is still still alive and healthy and then there's the next uh you know 60 year old that eats a salad every day and uh, has you know a heart attack or something and i'm sure we all know someone uh and from people from both of those categories well the difference is is the way they live the way they think the way they probably also the way they move but more importantly the way they live the type of information that they choose to uh, consume and where they put their attention to and uh, just being happy or not being happy those are that's that's the good and the bad of uh, of of well-being and not well yeah i agree i think a lot of people tend to use examples like that of people who have sustained a bad diet and still lived a long life, and then people who have eaten healthy their whole life and died young, a lot of people use that as an argument against uh, healthy eating as an, and as an excuse not to put any effort into living uh, a clean lifestyle. But I would argue to say that I bet you if you went out and found people who are living as close as they possibly can to the way humans evolved to live, on average they're living significantly longer lives. And it's not just about the length of life in years. It's about what they pack into the time that they are alive. Um, if you spend half of your life sick with a cold or a flu and you can't do anything, are you really living? I would argue to say no, you're not. So if you spend your life healthy and vibrant, then you're getting a whole lot more out of the same amount of time. Right, yeah. Or, or, you know, spending those last 10, 20, 30, 40 years in a wheelchair or in an old folks home, like, that's, uh, that was my big first driving motivator when I first got into health is I'd seen some of these people and I had witnessed some of these lifestyles and I was like, man, I don't want to do this. And that's when I set out on this journey, like, what's, what's the reason? How, how do people end up in this position? So really what we want to bring here to you is you know, there's so many different ideas. You know, you said the other thing there, Lucas, with uh, people that are eating healthy and then getting sick and or people that are working out all the time and then having heart attacks. And that just uh, that's that's hard for, you know, for the public to take. Like, uh, how what, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to go to the gym because my friend goes to the gym all the time and he had a heart attack at age 30. So so what we want to do here is we want to cut through all this these ideas of what is supposed to be healthy because um, 
uh, on this very specific topic topic of working out like there's a lot of people that are working out in the gym that just aren't working out very healthy in fact most of them are not working out very healthy they're they're taxing their heart and their adrenals and and just taxing their body way too much like pushing it past the limits and earning those those beer or those donuts or whatever else to do it for um you you got to do it for a healthy reason and you got to do it in a healthy way and you're going to get healthy results that's the bottom line yeah exactly and i think that really points to how so many people approach health and wellness from the standpoint of i'm doing it this way because somebody told me to do it this way and that's as much as they ever think into it and they have real no real proof that it's going to work for them and that it is, in fact, the healthiest way. Now, when I think about primal lifestyle and primal well-being, I think in that case we have tens of thousands of years of proof that it does, in fact, work and it is, in fact, the healthiest way. Yeah, 100 percent there's there's definitely uh, tools and ideas you know to utilize to optimize to optimize that lifestyle to get the most out of each day to get the most out of each week each each year and as you grow older your body doesn't really need to uh, get haggard it just becomes it's been on earth longer but you take care of it and it doesn't really need to break down there there's absolutely no reason for that there's there's no scientific reason for your body to start breaking down because you're now 40 or you're now 60. I'm so glad you brought that up. Did I tell you that I recently stopped believing in aging? Oh, that's amazing. I'm, I'm, I think we're on the same train with that one. <laughs> Vishen Lakhiani from Mind Valley talks about how you can actually reverse the aging process by looking after your body correctly. And if you follow any of his work and have watched his transformation over the last couple of years, you will see very clearly that, yes, you can reverse the aging process just by looking after your body. And it's just one of those cases where, like you mentioned, there are lots of tools and there are lots of hacks to optimize the lifestyle. But ultimately, it comes down to those primal fundamental basics. It's amazing. Yeah, that's really... Uh if it's primal, it's going to work, essentially. Exactly. Now, for all you skeptics out there who are going to say, yeah, but the death rates back in the day were astronomical and the typical lifespan was only 30, do some homework. Infant mortality was huge. And when you take that out, people actually used to live longer than they do now. Let that sink in for a minute. People used to live longer than they do now. Well, yeah, and this is uh, really a, a, at some level kind of a scary fact because uh, this has been confirmed by, by multiple uh, scientists or, or studies that we, we now definitely have a shorter life expectancy than our parents. Um, and I mean, this is pretty clearly seen in hospitals and fo old folks' home. It's pretty, it's pretty hard to argue this. So it's, uh, we're definitely not on, on the uptrend at the moment. There is more going on in this planet with our environment, with uh, how we're treating the planet, how we're treating ourselves. And there's definitely uh, more toxins and more things that are working against us in our health. So it's more important time to really start like taking care of ourselves and really preserving our body and our brain. Exactly. And I think you hit it right on the head there. The world we live in is so inundated with all kinds of factors that are trying to hurt us that it is more important now than ever to keep our bodies in peak condition so that they're able to handle a lot of these toxins from our environment uh, better. And as we age, I believe we should get better. Absolutely. 
that that's how I look at it. I, I have more experience. I now know how to not lose money there or how not to hurt my ankle in that position or or whatever lessons I have learned. Those are those are lessons that that's that's a primal that's primal wisdom that that gets to stay with us that we get to keep as a as a very important asset and as we get older and and we all know there's anybody that's past their you know teens or 20s when you really like your brain really doesn't fully finish developing until like 20 to 22 is that right lucas yeah i think i read somewhere it was 20 at 24 years old your cognitive function officially starts to slow down a little bit right yeah so yeah so so you you'll you probably the the learning is going to be a lot different for your brain before that time than it is after after that um your your memory still kind of works the same but the way you you learn and perceive things uh, uh, starts changing quite a bit yeah exactly in that same article where i read that at 24 your brain starts to slow down it also mentioned how your thought process starts to optimize it starts to streamline the way you think so that you don't lose uh, the ability to function so that you're still able to make decisions quickly and take in input from around you, which is just a really great example of how our bodies adapt as things change and we grow. Yeah, and adapt is a great word. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I strongly believe that we are the most adaptable species on this planet. We are able to adapt to almost anything. We've, we've uh, you know, survived multiple ice ages and look like uh, look what we've made like out of this earth like what we're able to survive and what we're able to get through we are extremely adaptable if only we uh, we support that exactly and the more we support ourselves living the primal way the more adaptable we become and the more adaptable we become the more powerful we become and that is what the primal canadians podcast is all about sharing tips tricks and strategies to optimize lifestyle, optimize gene expression, quality of life, and longevity. I'm so glad you've decided to join us here today. Stay tuned next week when we take a deep dive on the backstory of our very own Thomas Kleinsasser. Tune in next time for more Primal Conversations. Thank you.